Welcome to the Front Court Sports Radio Hour. Welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake Colley, joined by Coach Mike Lyles and Coach James Dickinson. Hello, fellas. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, gosh, I, yeah. I, I'm doing okay. I guess you know, considering uh, considering everything, I'm I'm doing okay, and I know there's a lot of. Uh, college football fans in this area that are feeling the pain, uh, you know, after being on a terrific roller coaster of emotions leading into this past weekend and then coming out the other side, kind of feel like, uh, kind of feel like the guy in in Shawshank Redemption after he crawls through 200 yards of sewage and comes out of the you know what I mean? Stands up and it comes out the other side. Uh, however, um, gosh, the balls, uh, first Saturday afternoon. Picked a bad day to have a bad day. Yeah, they really did. I mean, that's, they, they, it almost looked like we were watching a replay of the Alabama game, uh, except that now Tennessee was the one doing all the penalties and doing all the mistakes. That's and right. Like and that. uh, they, they certainly ran into a very tough team with Georgia, and they ran into a hostile environment. Um, it's a little bit different playing down there between the hedges than it is up in Knoxville, wouldn't you say? Coach? But I mean, evaluation time for me, after watching the game, Georgia only scored three points the second half. To me, Georgia is not that good. I think Tennessee played that bad. So yeah, that's I, I and that, that could be argued. I, uh, Hooker missed more passes this time around than I've seen than I've seen him miss. I mean, there were at least three that I remember that he had the guys open by three or four he steps and overthrew him, which was the same thing that got him on the field to start with with Milton. He didn't look like the same quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's he obviously right, he didn't. He, he didn't. But, I mean, but I, Georgia I, was able to put pressure on him early in the game and got him rattled, and so you have seen the results of rattling and overthrows. I, I asked my wife. I said, "Is that the same guy that?" That played against Alabama, and she goes, "I just she and she even and, and Susan's pretty knowledgeable about football." She said, "But it just doesn't look like the same person in that uniform in that helmet." Yeah, he just it just wasn't it just wasn't a typical with a twenty seven yeah. to thirteen loss to. Um, but again, Georgia, Georgia didn't step up the second half and close that thing out by hanging another twenty plus points on. They just didn't do it. Three points yes, right. that was it. So I mean, yeah, I I think it was out there if. Tennessee wanted to, if Tennessee was going to play well enough to go get it. It was. I think if if, if they play again, which there's chances that could chances that could happen. Uh, not uh, and Tennessee plays the game that Tennessee is capable of playing. That'd be a lot. You know, that that would be a barn burner. Well, be a lot closer. Again. And then directly, of course, directly following that Tennessee loss, Alabama came on, and it's no secret here on this show that at least Coach Dickinson and I and Clayton are all Alabama fans and. Coach Lyle, you more on the Tennessee league? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. I, I, spent, Which is, I spent about five years down in Alabama and oh, rooted for them while I was down there. But, I got uh, you, but, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, your I'm, heart's in Tennessee. My heart's in Tennessee, okay. and, and that's uh, and we and that's that's. But terrific. I'm not just now. My my real heart has already been broken several times with OSU. Okay, so oh, Oklahoma State okay. has already done what I predicted they would do anyway. Go seven, go you. seven and zero, oh, and then crash and burn. There you go. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. Um, two weeks in a row. Yeah. 
But after the Tennessee loss, um, then came Saturday night, 6 o'clock, then came Alabama at LSU, and Alabama goes in a 13-plus, 13-and-a-half-point favorite and uh, got beat 32-31 on a last – on a – a last second touchdown. It looked and, promising, though. They took the kickoff and drove 84 yards, and, and Bryce Young throws the interception on third down. Yeah. And uh, what happens that game when we go down and score? Yeah. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah. And, you know, but that's 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 the deal about sports oh, and football. You, make, you, make, you, you can, make mistakes. You, go back, you go back to any game. You make mistakes, and, and, and it costs you. And, yeah, and say that, what ifs and in every game. The, uh, that's it. And, um, and uh, Kelly decided to go for two there at the end, and uh, it paid off, and the ball game was over. Um, and I think Alabama fans, at least I was one of them, just were kind of stunned. I mean, that's the only yeah. that's the only way. I mean, once the ball game was over, uh, I just kind of looked at my wife, and she looked at me. We I said, "Do we just did we really just get beat?" And, yeah, I mean, I it happened. It happened that quick. When I thought. Well, I thought, well, LSU's going to go down here and score this touchdown and probably kick the extra point. We're probably going to go into uh, overtime and, and see how, how it shakes out then. But, no, Kelly wasn't having any of it, and he uh, – uh, kudos to him. He made a decision to go for two and end the ball game right then. Of course, you know, going through my mind at that point there, I says, well, that's exactly what we want. We're going to get out here with a one-point win tonight. Boom, touchdown, LSU. So, I said, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it was. It hurt. Yeah, it hurt, and I think that I think we can call all the police off of uh, high bridge watches now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been we're, we're we're past it far enough to where they don't have to worry about people leaping to their faith. Uh, you know, guys, it's just football. There's much more important things in the world going on. And but uh, we did get to witness something again. I, uh, charging at the field, all the home fans comes yeah. down there and and occupies the field so we got to see i didn't even yeah. keep, did, uh, did they was, did, did they tear the goalposts no, down no, i didn't know they had a lot of a lot of uh people around the goalpost security guys okay. but uh, they okay. kept coming down uh one alabama assistant coach that had to be escorted off the field because some folks got in his face and and it was kind of an ugly scene but they finally got him off the field uh and uh, well, they yeah. they LSU fans are probably still on the field celebrating today. Are they gonna are they gonna have a GoFundMe page also to pay well, for that well, hundred thousand dollar fine it's or whatever? Two hundred fifty like because they stormed the field when yeah. they beat Ole Miss. So this is the second one, so it's up to two hundred fifty thousand oh, dollars. They down. might yeah. need a GoFundMe page. Yeah, yeah they. Uh, but it, what got funny was the, the the TV commentators going, "Oh, and they're coming on! It's a it's a it's a field rush for the ages!" And they pan back, and less than half the field was covered. <laughs> nothing like <laughs> nothing like Tennessee nothing like was. the Sea of Orange. And I mean, the, at least and, Tennessee and, got at least Tennessee got the money uh, for it, and, right? Uh, I mean, uh-huh. but before the, the uh, before they went off air, the field was totally yes, by the totally time, by totally, the time they got it off was the melee. Several rests was made, a lot of fights. Well, it's you know it's LSU at night. You know, they, mm-hmm. They've been well, they were well oiled to start with. <laughs> Well, but the thing about it is, you know, you're probably not going to find many Alabama fans down on the on the field. No. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no. So, uh, any any fights that would have occurred either occur between Alabama football staff and football players, or amongst the LSU fans themselves <laughs> for some reason. But uh, and you know, hey, congratulations to LSU. Congratulations to Georgia. It looks like um, now LSU only has to, only, if. If Alabama beats Ole Miss this next weekend, all all 
LSU has to do is either beat Auburn or who's Texas A and M. Is it Texas A&M? Texas A&M. A&M. So yeah. they just have to win one of those two games to go to the SEC championship. Yeah, they'll get Auburn. Auburn's. Auburn's but if they lose one of them and Alabama wins out, Alabama's going. Well. Because Alabama beat Texas A&M and would have a win over Ole Miss. Right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yes. That I, scenario I, right there still could happen. Alabama could still dance in the SEC well, championship I, game. You know, and if I, A&M upsets LSU or whoever – they play two more SEC games. Right. Well, I'm I'm a firm believer, you know, a team should be in charge of their own destiny. Sure they are. Yeah. And Alabama was, and they, they didn't take care of business. Tennessee was, and Tennessee has not take, did not take care of business. Mm. Now, assuming, assuming Georgia's going to win out, I mean, I haven't even looked at the rest of their schedule, but I'm assuming that Georgia's just going to take care of business. And go on and represent the East at the SEC. I, I think that's what everybody decides. But you know, the question is now, moving forward, and uh, is Tennessee going to be able to sneak back in to the? That's a scenario. Yes, um, into the, the playoffs. Because Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State will take care, of, punch one of them out in the next two weeks. According to the recent AP Top Twenty Five poll, Georgia is number one. Ohio State is two. Michigan is number three. One of those will drop out. Right. They got to play each other. TCU is number four. For a short time, they'll be Tennessee. Tennessee is number five. Um, No no two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. TCU plays Texas that we got next. If you've got two losses, you're pretty much out of the picture, um, which is pretty obvious stuff. USC number nine has one loss. They should have got beat Saturday night. And um, you know they had a healthy lead in that game. And yeah, they did. California. They were up twenty-seven to three, I think, at one point yeah. early on, and then California couldn't defend the pass. Oh, Plumley from uh, what you call it, California, threw mm-hmm. four hundred eighty-five yards against them. Huh. So um, Oregon comes in. Tennessee's at five. Oregon's at six. This is the AP top twenty-five poll that just came out. Uh, Oregon is at six. Uh, LSU is at number seven. Uh, USC, and that is Southern Cal, is at number eight. UCLA is number nine, and Alabama is number ten. And Ole Miss and then Clemson is 11 and 12, and Alabama and Ole Miss play this weekend. And um, so we'll see what happens. Um, A lot of stuff went on Saturday. SMU and Houston – Played to a seventy-seven to sixty-three non-overtime game where SMU came out victorious. They hung seventy-seven double sevens on Houston for a total of hundred and forty points, and that set an FBS modern-day record of hundred and forty points in a FBS college football game. I thought it was a basketball score on Reddit. Without, say, without, imagine, go, without imagine, going into overtime. Yeah, can you imagine scoring 66 points in a football game and losing? <laughs> and then and then this comes right after the last weekend when Virginia and Miami play a four-overtime game that wound up with 14-12, to 12, which is the lowest scoring uh, 
four overtime yeah. game in the history of college football. I mean, how do you with no touchdowns? How do you go? How do you go four well, overtime? The new, over, the new overtime rules. Yeah. Well, are, I, uh, yeah. Because once once you go, well, you have the two, first regular overtime, yeah, two regular overtimes. Yeah, two regular overtimes, and then you go to two point conversions. Now, so, well, Miami f- uh, followed it up this week and scored three points. They didn't score a touchdown <laughs> again Saturday. They got they got to do something down there, Miami. It, I guess that I don't know what they're doing, but the most points ever scored. Uh, in 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 a college football game it was 2018. A and M played LSU, and they went into seven overtimes, and the final score was 74 to 72. That's 146 points after seven overtimes uh, between. And A and M won the ball game. Seven, like I said, 74 to 72. They, they don't count the Georgia Tech Cumberland game anymore. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just probably the modern day. <laughs> Probably just the modern day stuff. I don't think anybody wants to count that game anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, like you said, moving forward, I, I know there's a lot of people that you know um, just had their high, very high hopes, and well, they should have out from off the hill. We talked to Tony Basilio um, from Knoxville Radio on uh, on Friday, and he was. Uh, we asked him how how the pulse was on the on the Vol Nation in Knoxville, and he was just said these people were just over the top. You know, I mean they they're so excited, and uh, it's been a long time since they've been in that position. And um, Dad Gummit, they just couldn't couldn't take care of business down in Georgia. Yeah, that, and I'm not saying that lightly. I, I don't. I, it, I, I don't well, have a problem with Tennessee doing doing well until they meet up with Alabama. I mean, I, you know, that's yeah. okay with. Me. There's something to be said about having experience at that level. Yes, uh, you know, uh, you, being you being in handle it. being in that situation yeah, being, before helps. Before that, yeah, uh, being there helps. And, and right now, of course, Alabama has been there a lot of times, and, and they're 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 a lot better at handling all the hoopla and all the sure. the, the stuff that comes with it. Tennessee, uh, I think they'll, you know, if they, if they can continue to improve their team like they have between from year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. up to keep keep that that climb going, they'll get to that point where they'll they'll be used to it. But sure. but there's always that first time, and, and that sure. first that, time and, is and, tough. I, and I think they they I think there was a little deer in the headlights going on down there. I, I don't I don't care what bit. you say about it. A little uh, bit, yeah. Hooker was affected by it. Um, and you know, really Tennessee's defense to hold Georgia to 27 points, uh, they've been averaging over 40 a game Yeah, for Tennessee and, and, and Tennessee's defense is, is, is commendable. And, uh, so I, I feel as though that the, the Tennessee defense did held up their part of the bargain. It's just that their offense just sputtered and could not Georgia. Could not exposed. make could not make the converted big play when they had to. Yeah, and, and Georgia, you know, did their job scouting. They, they knew, you know, Tennessee the the weakness in Tennessee's defense is their backfield, is defensive backfield. Their front is as strong as it can be. The backfield's questions, Martin. Guess where they got them? Yeah, you know, they got them in that in the passing game. But uh, and, and that's and that's, I understand that's just good. That's just good. That's just good coaching on Georgia's part. I mean, is to take advantage. Yeah, that's where, where that's where you always attack a team. There your you weakness. Go. So. There you have it. Um, what else is going on in college football besides that? I guess looking forward to tomorrow night's CFP rankings. 
Like I said, Georgia's one, Ohio State's two, Michigan's three. Ohio State and Michigan will play each other, so one of those will be knocked out. Uh, TCU has remained undefeated. And, and look, you know, if TCU comes out of the Big 12 unscathed, well, that I mean, they deserve a shot. They, yeah, they, they. Coming, I, don't, I don't care who they are. They deserve yeah. a shot at the how they doing. It, it's unreal. It, they, like, they've been behind the I was last. Say, six they, games. They've been walking on a thin on a thin line for a, for and a while. I, There's and, fifteen uh, points down Saturday. What is and, their quarterback's uh, name? Dugan is that his name? Dugan. That kid can sling yeah. it like nobody else. And I don't think they wake up till they get fourteen or seventeen points yeah, down. It doesn't seem like. The, I mean, the interesting the interesting game will be when they play Texas. Two and, weeks you know, in that, Austin. That'll be that'll be the test. If they can if they can get through Texas, then then I will I will kind of say that they okay, they're win the, legit. Then they got to win the uh, championship yeah. game. But uh, but I think if they can beat Texas there in Austin, they're going to be a legit. Uh, we'll say okay, they're a legitimate contender. Until then. It, it's kind of like everybody was with 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 Tennessee. We'll, we'll see. You know, well, when, we'll see when you when you get to the big dogs, and you know Tennessee stumbled. I think they'll come back, but uh, they stumbled when they had their shot. And we'll see what TCU can do now. Well, and and another maybe another little odd fact in the top ten of the AP poll, you've got three Pac-12 teams in UCLA at eight, Oregon at six. Uh, and USC at number – I'm sorry, USC at eight, UCLA at nine, USC at eight, and Oregon at number six. I mean – and, and them three got to play each other again. Yeah, they still they – they, still still they, they have a little round robin USC before, right. round robin plays before, before yeah. the season ends. Yeah, right. so, so, so that'll least, all – at, at least one, if not two, probably two of them will go out. And like I said, no no team – no two-loss team has ever made to see if the college football playoffs. So – more than likely, it won't happen again this time. So one loss, you might have a chance getting in, and obviously, an undefeated, you're in, you're in good shape. So, um, but anyway, as we look on down the list in SEC in the top twenty-five, Ole Miss is at eleven, and you really you don't have you really don't have any. It's it's really kind of odd because, of course, you got Georgia at one, Tennessee at five. Bama at ten and Ole Miss at eleven, and then the rest of the uh, top twenty-five. There's not one SEC team, and then Tennessee and I mean Alabama and Ole Miss plays this coming Saturday at two thirty yeah. at, uh, at at the Grove, and one, the loser of that might not be in the top twenty. So you know, is it a down year for SEC? I, I mean, you've got you've got Georgia at one, you've got Tennessee that was lighting the world on fire before then. So is it a down year for the uh, for the SEC as, as a whole? Is. Yes, it is. Yes, it's a down year. And of course, we're saying that you and I are saying that <laughs> question that from being Alabama fans what? because we're sitting out at number ten. And I'm I'm not necessarily meaning just because Alabama's out of it. I, I think there's a little bit more parity among the top the top three or four teams that you know this used to be at Alabama and everybody else, mm-hmm. and now you've got some other teams that have, have caught up with Alabama for a little bit at least. For this year, well, Tennessee, and, uh, Tennessee's remaining games, Mike. So. Is Tennessee plays at home against Missouri, then they go to South Carolina, and then they play at Nashville against Vanderbilt. So they've got three opponents there that has not many wins. Right. Yeah, so Missouri's LSU got five wins. Uh, South Carolina's got four, and Vandy's got three. Yeah, LSU travels to Arkansas uh, this weekend. Who would Arkansas? Arkansas and Missouri got, will be in Knoxville, and Arkansas just got beat by Liberty. Right? Yeah, they could be. Yeah, Arkansas could be. 
I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. It's tough to win at Fayetteville. I don't care who you are. It's tough to win in Fayetteville. Especially after coming off the loss to Liberty. That's right. Okay. Hey, we're headed to our first break. Uh, This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Monday. It is kind of a blue Monday, but it's still Monday. And and everybody, make sure you're still out there hanging in there. Don't do anything drastic. Give us about two minutes, and we'll be right back. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm the Republican-endorsed candidate for Columbia City Mayor. Columbia is home, and there's no other place like it. And the city itself is special. But what makes us great are our people. And of course, we've known this all along. Now, the world has taken notice, and everyone wants to move here, so it needs to be protected. And that's why I'm running for mayor, and I'm asking for your vote. We need to control growth and make growth pay for itself. We need to keep Columbia free and open, protecting our small businesses and churches from unnecessary mandates. We need to keep Columbia safe by hiring and maintaining the best police and fire in the state. And we need an economy that works for everyone in a city and a county that works together. There's no time to waste. The future of Columbia is in our hands. My name is Debbie Matthews, and I'm asking for your vote for Columbia City Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Debbie Matthews Mayor, Ken MacArthur, Treasurer. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. 
check us out at tillastory.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Okay, here we go. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour and that music. It's a group called the Foundations from the very, very back in the day when when you're probably your grandparents were cutting a rug there back in their college days. And uh, and like the fi- Foundations say, damn it, why do you build me up? Yeah, it's a why perfect, build- perfect song for Tennessee why right you- now. And, and Alabama. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and the Titans fans from, from last yeah. night. I mean, it, it all kind of wraps it up in one little – one little neat package. Why do Why do you build me up, Buttercup? Just to just, let me down. Just to <laughs> let me down. And uh, like I said, I think. But, we, but the most important thing, I the, love you still. That's right. <laughs> and, that's right. And the, and like the song says, you know, I love you still, even if as bad as you treat them. Well, Drake, it was a bad Saturday across the state of Alabama and Tennessee. Well, Auburn gets the beat. Alabama gets the beat. Vandy gets beat, Tennessee gets beat, Memphis gets beat. But hold on, who won? UT Chattanooga. The Mocs. The Mocs. Wow. UT Chattanooga was the only team that I could find above high school grade level. Uh, UT Chattanooga was the only the only football team that won this past Saturday in the state of Tennessee, and that, and that includes the Titans. That's amazing. Um, now, there were some teams that had some bye weeks that were off. Of course, they didn't play. But every every college football team in the state of Tennessee that played and in pro team representing the state of Tennessee that played on Sunday yesterday lost except for the Moxons of UT Chattanooga. Wow. And, um, you know, so let's just try to put this past weekend away. You want to let's just review mirror. Put it, yeah, put it we in know, the we, mirror. Maybe we should maybe we should pull up taps and, and we should play taps and, <laughs> and, and, and have them and have them buried in the backyard, four feet under where the dog can't get to them and dig that crap back up. 
Um, but anyway, congratulations. Um, has to go out to the Houston Astros, who won in game six on Saturday. They were a winner on Saturday. And they went from cheaters to champs. 2017, they were found guilty of stealing signs and sending those signals to the batters uh, as they were batting, um, which is, you know, gains a pretty good advantage, I would think. Anybody knows anything about baseball, uh, if you know when a curveball is coming, when a changeup is coming, or when a fastball is coming, that pretty and you're the batter, you, that pretty much gives you a pretty good edge. Yeah, leaves I the mean, guessing out the window. They know I mean, it's coming. So, uh, you know, but anyway, they uh, – uh, 25-year-old Jeremy Pena was the most valuable player um, of the World Series. Jordan Alvarez in the sixth inning with two on uh, hit a three-run homer uh, to dead center field that measured out to about 450 feet. And, Coach Lyle, you, you and I was talking about 450 feet is one-and-a-half football feet. Yeah, that's a long ways, especially with a wooden bat. That is really long. I mean, not as long as I mean. I know, I know, guys that would be bragging about that with a golf ball, right? I, alone, oh, I, de- alone, I definitely would. Let alone I mean, a baseball. That's how terrible I am at golf. But I'm just <laughs> telling you, a 450 foot dead away, dead center's moonshot by Jordan Alvarez gave the Astros a four to one lead and a uh, World Series championship rings and and title. Uh, in Game Six on Saturday, so congratulations to them. I think one yeah. of the one of the better better things out of that to me though is is finally you know Dusty Baker. Yeah, finally, finally. Get, yeah, I like you know, Dusty with his with his career as 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 well as he's you know he played managed sure. stuff like that. Congratulations, finally, he finally gets his ring. There you go. Absolutely, so that's you know congratulations Absolutely. to him on that. There you go. Um, in the Heisman Trophy candidate runs, been the odds have kind of been updated. Uh, through Vegas, and and normally you can tell by Vegas's odds who the top contenders are. C.J. Stroud uh, for Oklahoma, for Ohio State is still the favorite at roughly two to one. Ooh. And and Coach Dickinson, I mean, I watched him play Saturday. He's he a pretender. Well, you know, and they but they they and and think North about Boston. Ohio State was they were favored by thirty eight, let's say forty points. Uh, at was it at North, Northwestern. It was at yeah, Nor- Northwestern. at Northwestern, and Northwestern is arguably one of the top, one of the two, worst. That's two wins this season. Worst football yeah, teams in the in in are, FBS. They're either Indiana or Illinois' version of Vanderbilt. No, yeah, one of one of the, I can't remember which one is it Illinois or Indiana. Now don't get me wrong. I, it's it, it, they're in Illinois. They're in Illinois. Yeah. So they're they're outside they're Chicago. Yeah, they're they're Illinois version of Vanderbilt. I mean, that well, they're, they're, right? They're the big they're the Big Ten's version of Vanderbilt. You're right. Basically. There you go. Yeah. Um. And and they you know they pretty much had the lead for most of the game. I mean they it was it was A simple game halftime. There you go. So uh, and then Ohio State scored late in the fourth quarter to win the game, twenty-one to seven. Right, and and don't get me wrong. I, you know, people know that I'm an Alabama fan, and, and Coach Dickinson's an Alabama fan. Alabama pretty much did the same thing at Texas. Of course, Northwestern and Texas are not the same programs, no. and so no. and so Alabama kind of went in and 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 were fortunate to come out with a, a victory there in in Texas. But if you're a 38-point favorite, 40-point favorite, and you're number two in the country or whatever, I guess Ohio State was 
somewhere in the top four in the country anyway. You're supposed to go into you, and you got you got the Heisman Trophy candy. You're supposed to go into Northwestern, do some thumping, and take care of business. Yeah. I mean, there shouldn't be any question. Especially now, this time of the season, you, yeah. you're getting style points. You didn't get style points Saturday. You got like scratching the head or it's Ohio right. State overrated. There you go. Well, and of course they'll they'll stay as long as they win. They'll stay where they are until they meet up with Michigan in that division yeah. uh, here. When when is that game? Is that two weeks from two weeks? Okay, not this weekend, but the next. Um, but anyway, uh, Stroud, uh, C.J. Stroud, for quarterback for Ohio State, is basically at 2-1, to one, according to Vegas. Um, he limped through the 21-7 to seven, uh, win over Northwestern this past weekend. Hendon Hooker, the uh, phenomenal uh, quarterback for University of Tennessee, who sputtered a little bit on Saturday and took that 27-13 uh, loss from Georgia at Georgia is the second favorite at 3-1. to one. And the Michigan running back, Blake Corum, who Jim Harbaugh says is the best running back he's ever coached. Uh, I'm assuming that's kind of – I have a feeling that's a script sent to him by his SID. Well, I mean, you know, you want to uh, pump your guy. You want, yeah, you want mean, to pump – Right. His SID, you want to pump your guy up for the highs. Right, right. He's trying to pump him up as much as he can. But, uh, boy, that's a tall statement. <laughs> that's a tall statement. That's, and Blake Corum is going off in Vegas at 8-1 to one right now. Um, University of Southern California, Caleb Williams, a transfer from Oklahoma, right? And he went out there with Papa yeah, with, with Papa Lincoln, right? Papa yep, Lincoln Riley, with, yeah. Went with the coach out out to uh, Southern Cal. He's eight to one, and they've got one loss, and they're ranked number nine in the country. And you know they 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 went out; they could backdoor the college football playoffs i don't know but you know what if tcu i'm just telling you guys if tcu goes undefeated in the big 12 they've got a they, you got to give them a shot that's just all there oh, is yeah, too yeah if they go undefeated now they still got yeah. to get past texas I, I, in texas i get it yeah and and, and texas i mean there's give, a lot texas, more football texas to do. probably could have started alabama's problems had the quarterback not got hurt and sure got hurt. oh absolutely so, absolutely you know there's you know and now that they've got him back no, uh, they they could they're going to be a four. That's the Ewers kid, E W E R S Ewers, and he's he's got a scraggly hairdo, but that kid can sling can the ball. I'm he telling you. Um, and uh, so we'll see what happens with Caleb Will or and and Auburn's old quarterback Bo Nix, who transferred out to Oregon. He's a nine to one odds, so he's he's made the top five anyway. Uh, uh, as far as Heisman Trophy. Trophy candidate favorites, and then at, and, and then you've got Stetson Bennett. He's fifteen to one. He's the quarterback of the number one team in the nation. He's a quarterback from the number one de- defending champions from last year. Uh, they have not lost a game. I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of surprised that he's. I'm I'm just kind of surprised he's not up in higher. the mix a little. I'm, but of all the front quote unquote front runners, he's the one that had the best weekend. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, all yeah. the all the all the Heisman frontrunners all had, had pretty off pretty rough weekend. pretty yeah. rough weekends. Yeah, and, and he he's and I don't know that he had a great one. But but they they, they took care of business right. at home and they covered and, and uh, did, yeah he did everything he was supposed to do and uh, uh, I think he he probably had the best weekend of all the. So you guys can, can, yeah, you guys can still. Um, you can still you can still place a bet. I mean, they'll take these these sports books. You can go to the futures and 
under the college football tabs and hit futures button and they'll throw up Heisman candidate and give you the odds on them. You can still place a bet on them right now if you'd like. I don't know. I, I, I think – I personally thought and think that a, a dig good odds – might be Stetson Bennett at fifteen to one if he can make the if he can make the show. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see what's going on with that. Um, we have uh, this Friday and, and a little local news. This Friday we've got the game day show at Mount Pleasant again. They are in the playoffs in the second round of the playoffs, right, Coach? Yes, yes, it is yeah, against the- Parsons, Tennessee, and they Parsons- the Riverside Rivers- High School out of Parsons, right. Tennessee. Um, no, and this very, is a second tough team, uh, second round of the playoffs. Team. So yeah. the second round of the playoffs are, are leave. How many teams in each division? There, 16, uh, there's 32 that start. So right now there's 16, 16. right? Okay. They'll play for, so know. there'll be eight games played in each classification starting from Friday, starting Friday, Friday, Friday night and our game day show. That's, that's broadcast right here on 101.7 FM WKOM will begin at 530 uh, on outside one of the end zones there at, yeah, in, in, at Mount, Mount, in Mount Pleasant. Back in Mount Pleasant again since they're home. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cover the Tigers until they win the state championship. That's mm-hmm. right. Then once once they win the state championship, we won't have any games to do. We'll have to switch over to basketball. Yeah, I'd say we'll shift gears to the round ball. <laughs> there you go. I right. can give you some a scores from last Friday night if you we got time for okay, it. Yeah. That's around the middle Tennessee. Okay. Coffee County twenty eight, Stewart's Creek twenty one. These are all playoff games, right? Playoff games, yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then okay. Fatville, seventy five, South Fulton twenty eight. Seven come I'm sorry. Seventy five <laughs> to twenty eight. Good at Lord half, man. at halftime the other night, Fatful was up sixty two to nothing. You gotta remember the- some of these some of these uh regions only have four teams. And okay. four teams make it to the playoffs out of okay. every region. So okay. some of these teams, you know, was it Shelbyville or somebody that got in? Shelbyville with one win, yeah. Yeah, one win. They got but, into the playoffs. So. But Shelbyville's exited the playoffs already. Yeah. <laughs> but then then south of us, Fatville's, you know, it's the powerhouse. They won the state championship last year. Mm-hmm. Giles County, 46, Brainerd, 8. Uh, of course, uh, Richland got beat by one point by Adamsville Friday night down in Richland. I went down and watched that game. Lewis County, keep eye on them. 32 to 34, 24 win over Cascade. Marshall County still alive, 49 to 17 over Chester County. Moore County, only loss they had this season was to Fatful. And Moore County wins 28 to 14 over McEwen. Mount Juliet blanks Lincoln County, 43 to 6. Um, Mount Pleasant wins 41 to nothing over Scott Seal. Nolansville still in, in their fight. Nolansville beat Wilson County, 41 to 3. Oakland beat Shovelville 65 to nothing. Game was over before it started. Mm-hmm. Page 48, Green Hill 21. White County beats Franklin, Franklin County 49 to 30. That was kind of a – I thought Franklin County might win that game, but that's pretty much in our middle Tennessee so, area. And, and you're going to see some pretty lopsided scores. Especially high first school, round, first, first round, round, first round, round high school. I mean, you know what I mean? No, no, on, from here on out, they're going to start getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Okay, because, because the, the, the better, the better teams, teams are obviously moving ahead and some of the teams that kind of limped in. Well, you get the team. You you eliminate the teams that basically got in by default. Okay, I got. And, you. and now you not necessarily because of their record. It's a number. <laughs> Drake, it's a number one seed against a number four. Okay, okay. So and all the way around. That's across. And so that's going to be tightened up starting this Friday night. Oh yeah, that's and we're going to this see, Friday night. Like from Mount Pleasant, they're number one versus number two. Okay, in that the, region from the opposing region, okay. and that number two team 
only lost by one or two points to the champion in the last second oh, okay. in so, their last game of the season. So this is going to so, be a, the real, the real, yeah, real test for yeah, the Mount Pleasant Tigers, and we will be there. Uh, we will be there broadcasting uh, straight from Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Right. Mm-hmm. And this music means that we're going to go to our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake with Coach Mike, Coach James. Give us a couple minutes. I've got Magic 8 Ball for tonight. We'll be right back. This is Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder asking for your vote in the upcoming city election. Over the last four years, we've accomplished a lot together. We've seen record-breaking job creation and investment. We've made infrastructure improvements during a time of unprecedented growth. We've led reasonably and responsibly even during difficult times. And we've maintained our momentum while keeping that Columbia charm. But we're just getting started. There's more left to do. Let's be proud of our growing community while working to grow responsibly by ensuring growth is paying for itself. Let's continue with infrastructure improvements so we remain well-positioned for the future. Let's keep investing in our public safety and law enforcement communities so that we can remain a safe community. And let's continue to unite behind a common cause of wanting our community to be the very best it can be when it comes to living, working, and raising a family. I'm Chaz Mulder. I'm proud to be your mayor, and I would be honored to have your vote. Committee to re-elect Mayor Chaz Mulder, Tina Adams Treasurer. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Welcome back to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Blue Monday. Um, <laughs> but we're still standing around yeah. here, around here in Tennessee, these parts here in Tennessee, uh, you know, uh, and like I said, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of great things and, and sports is sports overall is a wonderful and joyous thing. To Do y'all know anybody celebrated went ahead and booked their uh, reservations for California for the championship game? Gosh, I hope not because that, that's kind of what had happened back in 2001 exactly. when, um, the Vols went in to play. Uh, this is before the CFP. The Vols went in to play LSU, uh, and the winner was going to go play. The Vols, the Vols had to do was beat LSU. I believe LSU at that time was eight and three. There was, and uh, the Vols had to go and put a thumping in the SEC championship game on LSU, and then they were off to the Rose Bowl. Uh, for a national title game, and fans came in passing out roses, holding roses in their <laughs> mouths, and throwing petals everywhere. The worst thing you can do is read your headlines. And <laughs> if you'll remember in that game, there was a, a terrific quarterback named Rohan Davey. That's him. That played quarterback for LSU, set all kinds of records down there. Well, early in the second quarter, he gets hit right there running out of bounds and gets hurt. And in comes Matt Mock. Matt Mock out of Indiana. Uh, Matt, matter of fact, he had, when he got out of high school, he was drafted to play baseball and played, I don't know, three or four years. Four years. Four years of baseball. And then he decided he wanted to play football. And LSU uh, gets him. And he throws for a couple touchdowns and runs for 70, 80 yards. And next thing you know, the Vols are beat. And uh, I think, like you said, I think a lot of plans to go out yep. west were <laughs> laid to rest. Quickly. Uh, Can we cancel them? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's the way it is. But last night, our beloved Tennessee Titans went out to Kansas City, and they were 13-point underdogs. And um, – you know, just played a terrific – Well, well see, what, half the team played a terrific game. Okay. Their defense played really, really well, I thought. Okay. And Henry had a good night. Yeah. Okay. Outside of that – Well, you had a you had a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and, and – but, he, uh, but he's from Liberty University, so he had God on his side. That's one thing that <laughs> – 
<laughs> that he did have going for him. Yeah, Malik but it, Willis. it's becoming very, very obvious that he's not quite ready for the NFL. Sure, he's got this, he's got a little ways. Still happening I mean, way the, too fast for him. Gosh, I mean, and, 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 he didn't have much of a shot there at the very end, but at the very end, it just well, it's was just painful to, to watch. You know, the it was so painful. You to watch. just want to say, throw it, throw it somewhere, you know, throw that, it somewhere. And, and, <laughs> but you look up though, and defense is in cover eight. Yeah, and, I mean, but, and, but and, even if you throw it into the third row of the bleachers, throw it somewhere. And if you noticed <laughs> in the bo- in the broadcast, um, it showed pictures like from behind the Titans line of scrimmage there a couple of times, and what Malik Willis was looking at uh, ahead of him over the field, and really, I I'm trying to find a white jersey that wasn't covered oh, no. by a red jersey. Well, at and, one point, they weren't yeah. sending but three receivers out. I mean, you know, head out. and it's and it's not like the Titans have any receivers that can separate from the defenders on a consistent basis. So, what are you asking the kid to do? Well, I yeah. mean, you know what and, I mean. And and, and I, I really believe that was you know circumstances forced them to put him in a position that he wasn't quite ready to handle. You know, Tannehill can as much as people malign him and stuff like that. Tannehill can do what they call throw people open every so often. Yeah. And he can he knows how to take advantage coming off the play action off of Henry and, and stuff like that. Kansas City did not respect Malik's ability to throw the ball at all. They ran nine people up in the box and said, "Throw it! We dare you to throw it because you know, we know you." All not they had going to do to. was all they had to do was watch film from last week's second yeah. half. He threw one pass. Yeah, they're, they're saying you know you yeah. throw it. We've got to get Tannehill back. You're so. not gonna oh yeah, for them to make any kind of a run, Tannehill's got to come back. If, if nothing else, for the leadership. Sure. Aspect well, I mean, Tannehill's way ahead of Malik oh, Willis. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and it's not really fair to Malik to expect him to be proficient go. at this stage. Well, elsewhere in their division, Frank Reich was, was fired as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts today. Why'd they hire him anyway? Well, you know, I think, I think Frank Reich it, overall is, has a pretty, has a pretty good offensive mind about, about, about it. I mean, you know, I mean, he's, he's kind of been hit with some, He's kind of been hit with some injuries, and and I mean they they've been banged up a lot. Jonathan Taylor, the number one running back in the in the whole NFL, basically. Uh, are we going to see? Out, are we uh, going to see at our age a shortage of coaches? You fire a coach now, who are you going to go get? Well, I'm sure there's uh, always a next and greatest waiting out there somewhere. Yeah, right? you're, you're going to see probably some some new young blood come in, but you're also going to see a lot of recycling. Of coaches like we have, but you know already. I think. Do you think Auburn's going to recycle Hugh Freeze? I mean, well, he actually. I mean, that would be a perfect choice. It. Auburn has no morals whatsoever as far as well, hiring just well, whoever whoever they think can beat possibly beat Alabama. Well, Hugh that's who Auburn twice. will hire. Hugh Freeze has did it twice at Ole Miss. Yeah. So you know that's that's his resume right there. Well, he can beat the tide. Let's hire him. Well, and that that might get him hired. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, you know, um, but uh, money talks, boys. You know, and 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 then going back to the Colts, you know they they played uh, they got beat what twenty six to three I think against the dang New England Patriots this past weekend, and I'm not not a big Patriot fan, but. Um, they're just they're ter- I mean they're they they're absolutely positively terrible. The Erlanger kid, the that that's quarterbacking them because Pat Ryan's I mean Matt Ryan's hurt right now. He's obviously terrible and they don't have they don't have Jonathan Taylor to run the ball. So they I mean they're they're just pitiful. They they might they might be getting ready to they might be talking about tanking mode. 
right now to yeah. I mean, you know, to pick hate, up a quarterback. Well, they to, they're they're there already. Tank mode, almost in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, and Jacksonville. What was the What was the saying that used to go through? <laughs> Suck for luck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and that, and you know they that, they basically did it for Andrew Luck before. Oh, yeah. They did it. Yeah. I mean, you know, actually, and really made no qualms about it. Just say, well, this you know we're we're we're. We're interested in we're, in lo- in the in the in the, we're in, the cor- re- in the Stanford quarterback we're coming re- up in the draft. We're in rebuilding mode right now. <laughs> That's right, and uh, so there. And then Jacksonville won at home. I thought surprisingly against uh, after losing five, I think five straight um, against the against the Raiders this this, this weekend. Um, so the AFC South. You know, is there for the taking? I assume. I think the Titans are on their way to winning that division. I don't. I mean, Houston Texans okay. aren't. So you win the South. What have you really? Well, I mean, <laughs> at least you make the dang playoffs. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean. And then, yeah, and, and again, that's, that's and last year they did pretty well till they till they shot themselves yeah. in the foot against Cincinnati. I mean, you know, again. and now now look. At, and then you look at Cincinnati this year, and Cincinnati's been kind of stumbling around a little bit, trying to find themselves. Of course, Jamar Chase is hurt, and I get and it. And the but, question is, you know, do you get, you know, what would have happened with with Henry being at full speed against Cincinnati? And you know, he wasn't obviously was not at full speed, right? Uh, did you, did they use their backup properly? And then, you know, there's all kinds. Don't of throw three there. interceptions. Don't yeah, throw an interception uh, on the first play of the game or the last. Uh, <laughs> But I'm just, I'm just saying. There's a, there's a number of things you can say. What if? Yeah. And, but and so, but there's, and, and to tell you the truth, this might, you know, the struggles they're going through right now, just might prepare them for the resiliency they're going to have to have through the playoffs. And you, and you know, because in the NFL, the playoffs are truly survive and advance. Absolutely. And and, so, and if you don't make the playoffs, and you don't have. Yeah. You don't have a shot at and, Super Bowl, and, and right? So, the, so and the Titans are really first things first. Sur- they're learning how to survive rather than dominate. And uh, well, Titans ahead of the AFC South, eight, five, and six right now. Yeah. I mean, five and three. Oh yeah, you know, they're. I would say they're they're way ahead, and they've already beat Indianapolis twice. So, what about the Bills getting beat yesterday? Uh, Josh Josh Allen. Took, I was reading an article on that this morning. Josh Josh Allen took all the blame. He said, "I played absolutely terrible." He did. He did. He said, "I played terrible. I threw balls where I shouldn't have thrown ball. I forced balls." He said, I, "And I'm I'm going to take that that loss personally and on himself." But you also got the Jets quarterback playing out of his mind, uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah Zach. He, he's, he's, and that and his and his young receiver Garrett Wilson or whatever his name is that Wilson to Wilson. You know, sounds like a Wilson Wilson and whoever else. So you know, again, that perfect storm. You right know, and you got one one the, the the dominant quarterback having a bad game, sure. the up and comer having well, a great game. You know, and I think I think overall NFL quarterbacks are similar to uh, Major League Baseball pitchers. You know, they can get in a groove, they can get hot, they can get on a heater, they can, you know, they can they can have a connection with their receivers and running backs and with their offensive coordinator, where they just look in sync and hard to beat and hard to cover. 
just and, and I think college in college too, just like Hendon Hooker with Tennessee in a couple of games or, or or up until this point this year, we've seen him do. And that can also be reversed very, very easily where <laughs> you you have a bad play or two, you have a bad series, a couple of bad series, and all of a sudden now you're pressing to try to make up for and, it. And you lose and a little bit you lose you a little of your is. swagger right, and your you confidence and, 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 and the more you press instead of letting the game come to you or letting the game happen, you know, and using what you what how you what we call react to it now you're pressing now you're trying to make something happen sure mike basically what that's called quicksand you get in it you can't get out right the more you the harder you fight the deeper you get that's right and there's a lot of difference from playing from way in front and playing from behind well right i mean i mean really i mean because that's what happened saturday to the vols that's right you know but you also your great pros are the ones, like you said, they they get in that quicksand and they're smart enough and experienced. What about Tom Brady? Just, just relax, don't fight it. Just take what. Did you all watch the, the end of the Tom Brady Ram? Uh, Tom Brady uh, Bucks Rams game on Sunday. Tom Brady, they they get the ball back with under a minute to go. Tom Brady's got to go about I don't know. 40, 50 yeah. yards. He just zing, 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 zing. I mean, it's just – But I mean, it, back, it was a poetry emotion. You go back two weeks and you can see him pressing. Yeah. He's trying to do too much. Even That's right. Even as great as he is, when you, when you don't let the game come to you, when you don't rely on what you, know, what you built so hard to, That's to right. learn how to do and you start trying to make things happen, then you get yourself, you know, the harder you try, you know, like the quicksand, I think the quicksand now is, is great, is fantastic, is – you know, when you get in which sure. what's the first thing he tell you? Just stop. Just relax. You're gonna float. It's water anyway. You're gonna float. The more you fight, the deeper you sink, and that's what happens when these quarterbacks get in these holes and and they get in there. Brady was just as you know, he finally had to get in that mindset. Let this game happen. Right. Know what to do, and guess what? And happened. he was about. And I tell you what, if you all watch that ball game, because they they put a lot of close shots on Brady yesterday during that last drive, and he. It, he's so businesslike and just calm. You know, he's like a, I'd hate to play poker against him because he just keeps that same poker businesslike face when he's back there guiding that offense and and knowing what he has to do. And uh, it's just it's just pretty amazing to watch him work. And, he's got and so that's, much experience, and that's why he's the goat. Right. That's, that's why he's the goat. I remember the year that he played Alabama in Michigan game. In the Michigan game, Alabama got up by like 14 points. I think the the halftime score was 28-14, and I'm thinking, hey, we got this New Year's Day. It was like the Citrus Bowl or yep. something. Beautiful like sunny day in Florida. And he came back, Tom, young Tom Brady came back from Michigan and busted Alabama's rear end that afternoon. And they got being your, two touchdowns down. It did. It was a great comeback. I watched the game, and then a few weeks later he got drafted – by the New England Patriots, way down the draft list. There you go. Um, Which right. also a story about you know doesn't matter where you get drafted. What matters is that you get drafted. There you go. That's right. It's called dollar signs. Doesn't make any difference how you make the playoffs. Get just, there. Just, just make the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. Okay, the Magic Eight Ball for tonight. I told you guys I was going to give one out. The Magic Eight Balls. Get your pen and paper out. Magic Eight Ball. Two picks for tonight's Monday Night Football is the New Orleans Saints plus one and a half at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Take the Saints plus the points. And over the 46 and a half over under total, go over the total and take the Saints plus the points. And uh, if you took the the eight ball this past weekend, you were ahead of the game. 
If you took it last Thursday night, we split uh, one and one. So we're looking to uh, looking to make a little money with the Saints and over the total tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, I certainly want to thank you all for being with us. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and for Coach Dickinson and Coach Lyle, we wish you all a wonderful Monday afternoon, and we will be back this Thursday at 4 o'clock to talk some more. Don't forget, build me up, Buttercup. That's right. (laughs) 